chapters nine and ten of biography of an american bondman by his daughter by josephine brown this librivox recording is in the public domain chapter nine throw open to the light of day the bondsman's cell and break away the chains the state has bound on him as the slave becomes enlightened and shows that he knows he has a right to be free his value depreciates a slave who has once ran away is shunned by the slaveholders just as the wild unruly horse is shunned by those who wish an animal for trusty service the slave who is caught in the attempt to escape is pretty sure of being sold and sent off to the cotton sugar or rice fields of georgia or other slave-consuming states everything is done to keep the slave in ignorance of his rights but god has planted a spark in the breast of man that teaches him that he was not created to be the slave of another truth is omnipotent and will make its way even to the heart of the most degraded how well has the author of the pleasure of hope portrayed the progress of truth where barbarous hordes on scythian mountains roam truth mercy freedom yet shall find a home where'er degraded nature bleeds and pines from guinea's coast to cyber's dreary mines truth shall pervade the unfathomed darkness there and light the dreadful features of despair hark the stern captive spurns his heavy load and asks the image back that heaven bestowed fierce in his eye the fire of valour burns and as the slave departs the man returns the truth which had broken in upon william's mind made him a dangerous person in the midst of the slave population of the south and he scarcely hoped to find a home anywhere short of a cotton plantation dr young as soon as he was informed that his slave had been caught had him taken to the farm and well secured until he could sell him a wish on the part of the doctor to get a good price for william induced him to conceal the slave's attempt to escape this was very fortunate for william for in a few days he was sold to mr samuel willie a merchant in st louis but william's mother was not so fortunate for she was placed in the hands of the slave trader and carried to the slave market of new orleans how pathetically mr brown has described the parting scene with his mother it was about ten o'clock in the morning says he when i went on board the steamboat where my mother had been taken with other slaves bound for the lower country i found her chained to another woman on seeing me she dropped her head upon her bosom her emotion being too deep for tears i approached her and fell upon my knees threw my arms around her neck and mingled my tears with hers that now began to flow feeling that i was to blame for her being in the hands of the slave speculator i besought my mother to forgive me with that generosity which was one of her chief characteristics and that love which seldom forsakes her mother she said my child you are not to blame you did what you could to free me and yourself and in this you did nothing more than your duty do not weep for me i am old and cannot last much longer i feel that i must soon go home to my heavenly master and then i shall be out of the power of the slave-dealer i could hear no more my heart struggled to free itself from the human frame the boat-bell rang as a signal for all who were not going with the boat to get on shore once more i embraced my mother and she whispered in my ear my child we must now part to meet no more on this side the grave 
you have always said you would not die a slave i beseech of you to keep this promise try my dear son to get your freedom the tolling of the bell informed me that i must go on shore i stood and witnessed the departure of all that was dear to me on earth this separation of the mother from the son inspired the latter with renewed determination to escape but this resolve he kept locked up in his own heart End of chapter nine chapter ten oh what is life if love be lost if man's unkind to man while employed on board the steamer otto where his new master placed him william had his own feelings often lacerated by seeing his fellow-creatures carried in large gangs down the mississippi to the southern market these dark and revolting pictures of slavery frequently caused him to question the refinement of feeling and goodness of heart so bountifully claimed by the anglo-saxon and in the language of the poet he would think to himself say flows not in the negro's vein unchecked and free without control a tide as pure and clear from stain as feeds and warms the white man's soul continued intercourse with educated persons and meeting on the steamer so many travellers from the free states caused the slave to feel more keenly his degraded and unnatural situation he gained much information respecting the north and canada that was valuable to him in his final escape in his written narrative mr brown says the anxiety to be a free man would not let me rest day or night i would think of the northern cities i had heard so much about of canada where many of my acquaintances had found a refuge from their tyrannical masters i would dream at night that i was on british soil a free man and on awaking weep to find myself a slave i would think of victoria's domain in a moment i seemed to be there but the fear of being taken again soon hurried me back to despair thoughts of the future and my heart yearning for liberty kept me always planning to escape after remaining more than a year the property of mr willie william was sold to captain enoch price also a resident of st louis this change was the turning point in the young slave's life End of chapter ten